Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Top Rope Insider. I'm your guest, I'm sorry, host, slip up. I'm your host Brendan, as ever, and this week's guest is the exact same guest we had last week, is my big brother Stephen. Hello. Oh, hello Stephen, you're back again. Again, yeah. I thought you'd been queuing up to be guests. Well, contract agreements. Pretty much. So, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome you. to all the listeners, wherever you are. Uh, London, Vancouver, all around. Vancouver? People from yep. Vancouver listen to it. Sure, it's not just somebody for Green Up that was on holiday. <laughs> so, let's start the podcast. Uh, as news has spread around the world fast, with uh, some pretty heartbreaking news in the world of wrestling. The obviously the passing of WWE Hall of Famer and wrestling legend Hot Rod Rowdy Roddy Piper who passed away um, last week. So it's a quite devastating news for everyone, especially for those you and me who had the privilege of meeting Roddy Piper. In 2012, yeah. when you think now in the past month that's two greats, two men who made the professional wrestling, who made it mainstream, Roddy Piper and Dusty Rose both gone now, um, but their legacy remains. Um, Stephen, what do you have to say about watching Roddy Piper? He was probably one of the guys... When you watched, obviously, he fought against Brett at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Your favourite, he fought against him. He gave him a great match. What's your thoughts on Roddy Piper? Uh, where do I start? Uh, I think that Roddy Piper is one of the best of all time. He's uh, definitely in my top ten favourites of all time, me personally. Uh, I just think he's he was a visionary ahead of his time. Uh, without Roddy Piper, uh, you wouldn't have had characters like Stone Cold. Uh, Roddy Piper really allowed it to be that you can be that kind of edgy, cool, bad guy that is maybe okay to like a wee bit a bit before the uh, be- before his time. That has also paved the way for so many people and things, and he was. Obviously, just great in that way. He was amazing with a microphone. Uh, maybe, maybe the best ever with a microphone. Uh, things like Piper's Pit, amazing. Uh, some of the stuff you watch it back is is really great. But he was also equally good in the ring. He was brilliant, as you said. There, WrestleMania Eight versus Bret Hart is just incredible. Uh, he also had a lot of kind of, I would say, underrated matches. Uh, throughout his career uh, a lot of people kind of f- forget that uh, it's just it's hard to, to talk about people like Roddy Piper when 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 legends uh, die for example like it's as horrible as it was when uh, Dusty Rhodes died and as, as much as I might have been upset at that like I was genuinely upset when Roddy Piper died I, I genuinely really did f- see him as a favourite and a bit of an idol so I, I was quite actually, I was quite upset by it. I mean, it felt, I was touched by it as well, but 
it might have been a weird feeling because it felt like, although I'd, I'd met him for like 10, 15 minutes, it felt like I knew him. Yeah, no, You know that way, like, someone passes, you know, you kind of get that different feeling. And it felt like th- those 10, 15 minutes that I spent talking to Piper, along with DiBiase and Tatanga, all that came back in my mind when I thought about Roddy Piper as a whole. And just some of the stuff that he'd said that day and just the general upbeat feeling about it all just kind of summed Roddy Piper up for me. And that, yeah, he's the villain, he's the rebel on TV, but, like, how nice and how genuine he is up close and in real life was spectacular. Yeah, no, granted, he did seem like a great guy uh, when we met him for the short period of time that we met him for. Just the things he he said, and he seemed really humble, which I really liked about him because he is a big shot. Well, he was, sorry, he was a big shot. He was one of the biggest in the business. I mean, main event in the first WrestleMania, second WrestleMania, part of the joint main event fights Mr. T. That's, you don't get much bigger than that. Uh, out with the kind of biggest names, well, if you say he who shall, who shall not be named, uh, Hulk Hogan, kind of maybe Steve Austin and maybe The Rock, I would say, are perhaps the three kind of biggest universally known names wrestling-wise. I would say Piper's maybe, maybe next in line because he obviously was in a couple of cult movies but he was the biggest heel of the 80s arguably. Who, who, I, I can't think of a heel that I would say was bigger than him other than obviously Andre the Giant's shot stint as a heel. Uh, but I think for a sustained period of time Piper was, was really a big shot and he obviously continued that. He was, by the time we got to the mid-90s and WCW was starting to spend the money. He was seen as a top guy for them straight away. So he was his career obviously had a lot of longevity in it and that's obviously got to be bear in mind as well. And we always had the, the great tribute at the start of Raw there. We're just going through Raw as we speak. Uh, the nice tribute at the start to Roddy Piper. And what I loved most was his last appearance on WWE was the kind of passing of the torch of the Intercontinental Championship to Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Yeah, that was Which good, was yeah. just, in the picture of him kissing Daniel Bryan's forehead, I thought was yeah, a really beautiful moment of loving Daniel Bryan and, you know, Roddy Piper being one of the one of my old favourites. Like, uh, so, you no, know, it's, a, it's a sad, it's been a sad month for uh, professional wrestling fans, but, yeah, and again, you've got their memories that will live on, live through generations. I mean, 10 years' time, kids will be discovering Roddy Piper matches, discovering Roddy Piper promos. Oh, no, no, definitely. I, I definitely agree. I mean, it's not... He was never a flash in the pan. He's, he's, his work was that good that it's, it's lasted. I mean, even if you go to his kind of... Uh, maybe out-of-the-ring kind of stuff with it, like Piper's Pit. Piper's Pit came back time after time. Uh, came back at a WrestleMania offhand. I can't remember what WrestleMania twenty one maybe was it. Came back, done a Piper's Pit at WrestleMania, and people maybe forget things like that uh, that he done. That so, yeah, it, it will last on forever. One thing that I was reading the other day that I, I really quite liked that I, I'd like to mention was that when he came back uh, at the Cyber Sunday, 
in the two thousand and six, was it? So he was he was voted in the officer of the year in the match along with Ric Flair. I think it was a choice between. Uh, I think it was a choice between him, Ricky Steamboat, and someone else. If I remember right. Yeah. Him, Ricky Steamboat and Dusty yeah, Rhodes, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure who, who it was a uh, choice between, but anyway, the, after that he then got the medical, and that's when he first found out he had cancer, so that he, he kind of thanked the fans for voting for him, because without doing that he would have never ever had his last had that medical, match. never had that, never had, not the, even the match, but without that medical he might, he, might have, he might have not noticed his cancer until it was too late, so he might not have had that kind of last eight, nine years that he had with family, friends and everyone else so I quite like that the way that as much as he knew the fans got him where he was he also thanked the fans for a lot more things and it's not often you see a wrestler so in touch with their fans as much as Roddy was and you know this whole week or the past few days so many tributes on social media one of the, the biggest tributes was obviously UFC champ Ronda Rousey after her 32nd win, they dedicated it to Roddy Piper. There's been a lot of talk over UFC and WWE the past few days. I don't know if you've seen it, but obviously UFC president Dana White. Yeah, I heard about this. Has came out and uh, branded WWE wrestling as fake. Dropped the F-bomb. So that's had a lot of hate. I'm not really sure, like, in terms of business strategy, why? Because you've got your... Champ Ronda Rousey, who's a big wrestling fan, who made an appearance at WrestleMania 31, and you've you've got CM Punk, who's signed up to UFC now. Is his name needs no explanation, but that's, it was weird to to hear someone like that come out and say it, knowing that you no, know, he's got people around him who are in in the professional wrestling. So I'm not sure why he did, but it was nice to see. Ronda Rousey, you no know, standing up against that, no, and it was definitely, and and I, I don't doubt for a minute that there's still a chance she'll be involved at WrestleMania next year. Uh, the whole putting Stephanie's arm in the armbar last year seemed to be building towards something. Seemed to be hinting at the Rock and Ronda against Triple H and Stephanie, which would just be massive. Uh, publicity-wise, that would be a huge match because you'd be the UFC movie fans, all sorts of people interested in that. But uh, with regards to the 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 saying that it's fake, it's been something that I've I've went back and forward my whole life defending the the whole need for it to be fake. And I, I'm at the point now where I, I as a wrestling fan, uh, someone who's always been in touch with the kind of wrestling business, I kind of embrace it when people say it because uh, it was it was a real good way. Mick Foley actually summed it up on his Facebook. He said that uh, Kevin Nash was able to tell him what was going to happen at the end of Magic Mike 2 before he went to see it in the pictures, because obviously Kevin Nash is an actor in it. So Mick Foley was saying that, well, if you go and watch a film, of course the actors know how the film ends before they've shot the film. So that's the same, same with wrestling for me. I mean, anybody who watches a film... Uh, who's ever watched any form of fiction television, whether it be a soap, a film, whatever, and then moans about wrestling being fake, then they're a hypocrite. Uh, and they've clearly got some other kind of issue with wrestling that they're not wanting to admit to. So Dana White moaning about it being fake, 
I don't buy it as well as that a lot of a lot a lot of things from UFC now are very much structured and copied on like wrestling. The way they build their rivalries, uh, like the, the way they kind of try and make feuds out of nothing. They, they, they build up one match. They even to go down as far as 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 the kind of entrances. The the way they have their musics and whatever. Now, don't for a minute tell me that that's not taking inspiration from wrestling. Of course it is. It's just an event. It's just something that's like a grand spectacular thing. But what I would also say as well is, as much as I, I quite impartial to watching some UFC, I quite like it. Uh, if there's a big fight on it, I try and watch it and I, I do enjoy it. But I would much rather watch a wrestling match and, for example, tune in to watch a wrestling match that I know I'm going to get a good 25 minutes, for example, good entertainment out of this. Uh, and I know I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, this, is go- this is going to be good. Where a UFC fight, it could be over in 10 seconds. It could be it could last several minutes, but there could be no action in it. It could just be constant submissions. So, if it has to be fake, wrestling's fake. Yeah, well, fake's enjoyable. That's what I would say. Yeah, and every time someone tells me it's fake, I I give them the exact same answer that I give everyone else. It's not fake. It's just predetermined, predetermined entertainment, and you know. You wrong the moves they're doing. I mean, and I always explain whoever says it's fake, I always explain how a ring's built. And I tell them, Yeah, you've got the mat, but you've also got that that canvas, that bit of wood as well. Which, yeah, don't sure. get me wrong, if if anyone was getting slammed on that, it would hurt. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. So, as much as that, you'd maybe get someone that says, Oh, they know how to fall and, and whatever. So, for example, if we go we see a suplex off the top rope, just for example, so obviously that they're doing it in a safe way so that the guy that's been suplexed off the top rope isn't going to break his back or anything, but anybody that even looks at it and says, oh, that's fake, and, igno- and genuinely believes that you can fall from that height onto your back and not be in any form of pain, then they're just deluded. So they, they have to understand that these guys go through sacrifices with their bodies and, and go through pain to enable their script, as they would maybe say, to evolve. So, so we're currently sitting, we're watching uh, Monday's Raw. And Rusev just battered somebody there. Rusev has just defeated Mark Henry. Oh, was that big Mark? So, it's we've just seen... The kick-off match of Raw was Neville versus Rollins, which was a pretty decent and good opening to Raw. Yeah, yeah, we liked both of them. Uh, Neville, obviously, being from Newcastle. Stephen, you're a big Newcastle uh, United fan, the football or soccer team. So, you know, that's a good showcase for Neville, who I thought, really, when he came up to the main roster, I had no clue what they were going to do. Put them in with the world champ, give them a good match, uh, make it believing, uh, believable that he could have actually won it. Yeah. Uh, some amazing near falls. We've just done our network plug on Raw, I just noticed there, and it's by someone who I never expected to plug the network. Uh, it wasn't even Michael Cole, it was JBL. That has disappointed me a bit. See this, start your subscription free, get a free month that JBL's just been telling me about. I don't think I ever get a free month. 
I think I'll phone Vincent Kendi McMahon and ask him where my three month is. Or you could email WWE Corporate, like I have done um, several times, I've done several times. No reply. What um, did you email him about, Brendan? Well, I think it was brought up, I think it was brought up uh, on my previous podcast. Basically, myself, uh, Jenkins and Fulton. Well, else known as the lads. Yeah, so, and, and McGaggy as well, but he's not been on the podcast, so... Yeah, me and the guys, we we did this kind of idea where, like, we made videos where we played WWE video games, we did a tournament, we did promos along with it, and we tried to make a title belt. Um, you did your own federation, didn't you? Yeah, it was kind of, we were the kind of new kids in the block, um, so... With the matching outfits. So, yeah, and exactly that was, every week, you know... Jenkins brought his John Cena hat and John Cena t-shirt to this day. He says that uh, his dad caught the John Cena hat at an event. That's just lies. I, I believe him. There's uh, no need to call Jenkins a liar so on your podcast. He brought that up. Well, let's, let's go back a minute. Let's just say that like these are the views of Brendan and not all in attendance. If Jenkins is listening, I don't think he's a liar. These are Brendan's views. So... Because I usually get my hair cut quite short, people usually say it's sort of John Cena, so I'd put the hat and the t-shirt on. There was one night, um, Jenkins brought the hat, he didn't bring the t-shirt, so we had to make up this scenario on the spot that John Cena arrived at the arena, there was no John Cena t-shirts left, so I was wearing my yellow uh, GTS CM Punk t-shirt, so that was the story behind it, that John Cena had ran out of merch, so he had to borrow CM Punk's. Then, like, three weeks later, I was watching, like, say, Smackdown or Raw, an advert for the WWE shop. Bear in mind, we put these videos on YouTube, it got, like, 30 views or something, it's probably just us watching it over and over again to get the views up. So, it was on YouTube, so it was on social media. And, um, I've, I've told it before in previous episodes, but it, there was this advert, as I was saying, and John Cena's sitting... Like in the locker room, who realizes he doesn't have a John Cena T-shirt to wear, but obviously instead of getting a CM Punk one, he goes on the WWE shop. And I thought there is signs, and I'd like to think that Vince is sitting in his office, um, just going through Facebook and refreshing his news feed as as he does, um, and get on YouTube to watch funny videos to show uh, wonder. Which well, if he was looking for funny videos, he wouldn't have watched yours. So, that killed a, a three-minute story there. We've just popped up on uh, Raw, the advert for WWE 2K16, um, which is out in October. And this year, it's it promises to be the biggest roster ever in the WWE game. And by biggest roster ever, 2K have promised that that doesn't mean, like, three John Cena's in, like two um, Undertaker versions or crazy two Del Rios like in the last year's game so WWE 2K16 um, Stephen you don't really play wrestling games as much as you used to do no I was more a fan of WWF Raw and the Mega Drive to be honest the thing with in your house on the Playstation with 2K15 was like don't get me wrong graphics were good gameplay was not bad but just the things that they took out, like, you, I, I didn't do it in the past, but you couldn't even create a, a diva 
in 2K15. You love your Divas. You, you couldn't create a custom championship. They took out ladder matches. Uh, you just had to do a tier. They took out handicap matches. And just like, and the, for me, I, th- I thought, you know, what of people might disagree, but I, thought, I felt the game was rushed and they tried to throw the career mode in too fast. And like, Matt, you've, you've heard the kind of, um, you've heard my, what's the word, my anger at the career mode in 2K15, where, spoiler alert, if you go out and buy 2K15 now and they start the career mode, if you win the WWE Championship on your career mode and say your wrestler might only be 25, as soon as you win the WWE title on my career, it skips 10 years and you'd have a retirement match at WrestleMania. So you cannot defend the WWE title. It's like, oh, you've won the title, you need to retire. That's a bit ridiculous, that. But they're taking career mode uh, a step further this year, obviously. Uh, your created superstar can be inducted into the Hall of Fame, which is incredible. And ladder matches, handicap matches, create a diva, create an arena, create a show, create a championship. They're all back, which makes me think that 2K are getting it right from last year. They're fixing things that um, were a bit disappointing in last year's game. And, well, biggest roster ever. Who would you like to see in 2K16? There's so many characters. How many did I get to pick? I'd say go for 10. 10? And it can be... Well, it's it's the biggest roster ever, so you can pick as many as you like, going ranging from uh, Boogeyman, ranging from... uh, Chris Benoit. I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, obviously the past few weeks they've had to remove Hulk Hogan, and, but, they might, they might have missed American at though. but um, let's not forget, we're getting an amazing replacement uh, for Hulk Hogan, that being the T-800, uh, also known as the Terminator, also known as the Governor, also oh, known no. as Arnold Schwarzenegger, what I, what I want to know is, will you be able to like, as in when he's like naked when he why would you want to play as him naked Brendan like when he first transforms why? when he first travels back uh, something you're trying Earth. to tell your podcast listeners here I'm just what they're saying there's two different costumes and I want to know what the costumes are well I would perhaps think one's him in his kind of black denims and the other one is maybe like a Droidish version, you know. I'm pretty sure out. the two costumes are Arnie from the first Terminator and Arnie from Terminator 2. Ah, I thought it was going to be Arnie from Kindergarten Cop. Uh, yeah. That would have been enjoyable. I'd love to see like, Arnie Commando in two. I mean, you want him to be Commando? You want him to be naked and Commando? You want to share something here, Brendan? Well, this is um, going to some because last year 2K15. Uh, they created the new creation suite for superstars, Freds, so you could like have Rollins with his new attire. So, I live to hope that someone will create a commando army. Yeah, someone will. And you, someone, prob- you probably will. Someone will create a Mr. Kimball. Uh, if, if you don't know Mr. Kimball's obviously Arnie's character in the hit uh, comedy, Kindergarten Cop. It's not a comedy, it's a true drama, it's very poignant that uh, film. So let's not, and this is a wrestling podcast and we're talking about King of Garden Cop but kind of is that's what the WWE have done to is by making yeah, Arnold the face they, of the game they threw Arnold down their throats he was involved in Wrestlemania he was in the Hall of Fame he's now in the game 
I think he'll be a surprise entrant in the 2016 Royal Rumble. So, if we can go back to the original question, yep. if I had to pick 10, I wouldn't pick any legends that you'd expect. So, the likes of Bret Hart, that I have a natural affinity with, the likes of Davy Boy Smith, he who shall not be named Hulk Hogan. Bulldog, I don't see Bulldog. The, the likes of these guys, I wouldn't pick them for the game, to be honest. I would want to go 10 guys that they would never put in games. I want to go Akeem, the African Dream. I want to go Bad News Brown. They'd never put Bad News Brown in a computer game. Let's, let's be honest, I think they'll ever put Bad News Brown in a computer game. No. No, I don't. I want to go the Red Rooster. I want to go Dino Bravo. I mean, how could you be to go Dino Bravo? How could they be to go the Canadian earthquake when he had a Canada flag on his earthquake suit? These are the kind of things yeah. I want to do in a I'd love game. to see Doink. See, to be honest, I would, I would, I would, I would be fussed with Doink. I'd like to see Dink. I'd like to see Dink in it. That would be fun. Yeah, and you could have like El Torito versus Dink. Yeah. Bob Backlund. I'd like to see Bob Backlund. I like that there'd be two playable Bob Backlunds. I'd like Bob Backlund as in the crazy one that done the crossface chicken wing to Bret Hart for like 20 minutes without stopping. I'd also like to see Mr. Bob Backlund with his suit on. He could be a wee manager. See, these are ideas that would be good. I'd like to see Kona Crusher in it. Kona Crusher, what a gimmick that would be to go. This is the kind of things that I would really enjoy. I would, I would fully enjoy going on these people. I'd like to see Giant Gonzalez in it. So... I, I think they'll take the, your points on board but you but, mentioned but they'll not put them in what they'll do is, is they'll, they'll group together all the kind of legends that we've been able to go in games like Legends of Wrestlemania for example we've been able to go Bret Hart Hulk Hogan Hansi the Giant Ultimate Warrior for example have you ever been able to go the genius no I'd like to go the genius would anyone else like to go the genius there'll be someone out there that wants to go the, that would rather go the genius than go the Ultimate Warrior. Not because I don't like the Ultimate Warrior. I love the Ultimate Warrior, I think he's brilliant. But I would just like to see the, the Legends load shared a wee bit amongst all the Legends, not just A-class superstar Hall of Famers. Okay, so in your, your list there, or before your list, you mentioned British Bulldog. So to finish the show, uh, let's talk, probably for the first time in the show, about British wrestlers. We, we touched on Regal, uh, myself and Martin, we touched on Regal, we've spoke, uh, we spoke about Seamus being one in the bank winner, but there's so many British wrestlers that have broke through the ranks, and even currently now in the British wrestling scene there's so many. What's your thoughts on British wrestling today, and British wrestlers who are going to America? What's your thoughts, Stephen? Take it away to end the podcast on a high. What is my thoughts on British wrestlers? That's like asking a priest what his thoughts are on religion. Uh, I can't end the podcast on that. It's a really in-depth conversation. Then, what what would you like? Is it my favourite British wrestler, or just their impact that they've had? Your favourite. Let's go with your favourite British wrestler. Who I know that what the answer will be. What do you think the answer to the question is? I think I know, and it's the British Bulldog. I would say from a character perspective, when I was younger, I really like loved the British Bulldog. I loved the way he walked around with Matilda, the, the dreadlocks, for some reason made him cool. Uh, I, I, 
floating back it was a little bit ridiculous uh, but I think the best British wrestler of all time who in my later years obviously and now perhaps then makes him my favourite is the Dynamite Kid uh, as much as I've seen earlier on without Piper's Pit you wouldn't have had so many things without Piper's character you wouldn't have other characters without the Dynamite Kid wrestling the way he wrestled uh, in Japan and, and Stampede etc you wouldn't have had a lot of other wrestlers like, like uh, for example Benoit or Jericho uh, I don't think they would have kind of evolved the way they did without the way he wrestled I think a lot of wrestlers take inspiration from him so I really like Dynamite Kid British Bulldog as well the, 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 the British Bulldogs I think the, the two of them I'll go for uh, as my favourite British wrestlers ok so we are out of time on tonight's show it's been a good one we've talked about uh, the legacy of Roddy Piper we've talked about Raw we've talked about 2K16 what we've talked about Dynamite Kid there and well thanks to Stephen again who has come in and provided us with his wonderful insight as always thanks to you who keep on listening all the listeners wherever you are tune in uh, subscribe tell your friends available on iTunes SoundCloud and for the last time on Spreaker app, God rest its soul, it's been a great occasion on Spreaker but we are branching out to new highs and forever we will remain in Spreaker's memory but Top Rope Insider will still be available on SoundCloud and iTunes so we'll see you next Friday, tune in and keep listening.